what's going to make the biggest difference to every party and get-together. The Lemonade Stand, Cantaloupe's, Merit, and Salmon Arms Premium Smoke and Vape Shops. Helping people smile seven days a week till 10 p.m. Next to adults on Tronquil Road. It's Friday, it's after 4.30, and that means it is time for this week's edition of Cannabis. In this segment, I take a look at the world of cannabis and try to highlight what people are doing in this somewhat new and quickly growing industry, pun intended. Now look at new business ideas, innovative uses for cannabis products, how they can benefit people medically and mentally, and also help shine a spotlight on Canadian entrepreneurs. Well, today, as we all know, The opioid crisis continues to be a serious problem. It's a problem here in Kamloops. It's a problem in BC. It's a problem in Canada. It's a problem beyond our borders. As we continue to grapple with this issue, we need to find ways to reduce the reliance that some have on opioids and the significant problems that come with the addiction. Well, a national study of medical cannabis patients that was sponsored by Tilray concludes that medical cannabis significantly reduces the use of prescription opioids and improves quality of life. Pleased to welcome to the program now graduate researcher at the University of Victoria and Vice President Global Patient Research and Access at Tilray, Philippe Lucas. Philippe, how are you this afternoon? I'm good. Nice to be here, Jeff. Thanks for the interest in this work and research. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting study, so happy to have you on to bring a little bit of light to it. So the study examined more than 1,000 authorized cannabis patients from 21 medical clinics in five different provinces, and you say the results add to a growing body of evidence that cannabis use can lead to a reduction in the use of prescription drugs, alcohol, tobacco, and other substances. So before we kind of dig into the findings, I just kind of wanted to start by asking how this study, you know, actually work? Like, how were you able to find some subjects to participate in this? And, uh, you know, was there any criteria that was used when when looking for people to participate? Yeah, uh, thanks for, uh, yeah, good question. We, we ended up tracking down uh, clinics that were, in some cases, focused on chronic pain populations, in some cases, the general population. And, and some of the clinics also specialized in medical cannabis recommendations. And the the goal was to sign up patients before they join the federal medical cannabis program. So they didn't have to be cannabis naive. They could have tried cannabis from the black market or otherwise before, but we wanted patients who were new to the federal medical cannabis program. And we got, um, basically the study was looking at three factors. We wanted to look at the impact of medical cannabis on prescription drug use and on quality of life. And, uh, and we wanted to follow them for six months. So what we did was we gathered some very granular detailed information on their cannabis use, their quality of life, and their prescription drug use at baseline. And then again, at one month, three months, and six months. And then we looked to see if there are changes in any of those parameters over a six-month period. And, uh, and as the uh, study title and as your description suggests, one of the things we did find was a really significant drop in prescription drug use following medical cannabis initiation, um, particularly a drop in prescription opioid use. Now, I'm sure results were, you know, varying depending on the participants and, and, you know, they would have had different levels of how much uh, opioids they might be taking on a on a daily basis. Right. So there's probably not necessarily a uh, one one, uh, you know, form formula you can use to kind of describe this. But I guess. 
how did the transition sort of work? I mean, did you see um, steady transitions of people using medical cannabis and, and, and shifting off their opioid use to more cannabis use, you know, one month at a time? Um, you know, sort of what were the trends, I guess, that you would have noticed over that six month period? Well, it was interesting. This was a mostly female population. About 57% of the participants were female. Um, very well educated and, uh, and that most had a, a college or higher degree. And uh, mostly these patients were suffering from chronic pain or mental health conditions like anxiety, stress, and depression. And we also saw a lot of insomnia. So that's kind of a trifecta that you tend to see when it comes to medical cannabis use in Canada and around the world, pain, insomnia, and mental health conditions. So that, that was, uh, you know, that's what we expected to see and certainly were the results that we found. Um, we did find uh, that at the start uh, of the study, so at baseline before these patients had, had started using medical cannabis under the supervision of a doctor, 28% of the participants were using prescription opioids. And uh, there was a steady decline so that by six months, only about 11% of participants were still using prescription opioids. And perhaps even more interesting or meaningful is that the average dose of opioid, which started at 152 milligrams per day at baseline, dropped to 32 milligrams per day at six months. That's a 78% reduction in the uh, actual uh, daily dosage that we saw patients using who were using opioids as well. So fewer patients using opioids and those that were continuing to use opioids used far fewer opioids within six months of starting medical cannabis. Wow. So that's a real significant impact there in terms of that shift off of the opioid use towards more medicinal cannabis usage. Now, with that being said, so obviously good news that we're getting people off the super addictive opioids that are out there. But what about their quality of life? Has that changed? Did that improve at all as a result of cannabis use? Yeah, for quality of life, we used a a very common and well-validated instrument called the World Health Organization Quality of Life Short Form. And once again, we gathered baseline measures on the four aspects of quality of life that that instrument measures, physical health, psychological health, social relationships, and environment. We gathered that at baseline one month, three months, and six months. And what we saw was a statistically significant improvement in all four facets of quality of life. And the greatest changes that we saw were in physical health, which saw a 26% increase, and uh, and psychological health, which saw a 14% increase. So really significant changes in uh, the overall quality of life of these uh, participants. And very encouraging to see that kind of improvement as well. Um, and interestingly enough, at, at, so at the same time as we saw these improvements in quality of life and reductions in prescription drug use, we also saw a really significant reduction in prescription drug use costs. So that's of interest, I think, because uh, uh, paying for cannabis continues to be an obstacle for access for a lot of patients. But what we're seeing here is that um, when patients use medical cannabis, they actually use fewer prescription drugs and their prescription drug use costs reduce. So I think that can serve as an incentive for increasing uh, the insurance companies that are covering the cost of medical cannabis right now 
as an interim to us getting uh, provincial cost coverage for medical cannabis. Yeah, and just to build on that thought, too, I noticed in the study, I mean, we've been talking more so about opioid usage than anything else, but I understand there was also a reduction in the use of non-opioid pain medications as well. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because, uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, being able to, um, you know, pay for for medical cannabis through, you know, a pharmacare system, um, you know, it goes beyond just, you know, opioids as well. Yeah, absolutely. What we saw was um, that not only prescription opioids saw a reduction over six months, but the other five major classes of drugs reported by these patients as well, which included non-opioid pain medications, antidepressants, anti-seizure drugs, benzodiazepine, and sleep aids and muscle relaxants. And I just want to say that in so much as Canada and North America is in the grips of an opioid overdose crisis right now, that's become, you know, highly visible and talk, is talked about in the media very commonly, we've long had an issue with benzodiazepine use, which leads to serious addiction, uh, morbidity and mortality, particularly when combined with alcohol in North America and around the world. And so if you can reduce the dependence on benzodiazepines to treat anxiety and insomnia and use a far safer substance like cannabis that has a lower risk of dependence and no risk of fatal overdose, Uh, you can certainly see a net public health improvement uh, in that shift as well. Yeah, and I think that's an important point to make. I know earlier this month, actually, right here in Kamloops, we had a a situation where we saw benzodiazepines being laced with fentanyl as well. So obviously something that uh, is is top of mind for a lot of people, too. Um, One of the things that people aren't really talking about during COVID that I find really interesting and, 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 and very sad is that, of course, we're highly focused, as we should be, on the pandemic, but during the pandemic, we've seen the worst increase in opioid overdose deaths that we've seen since we started tracking this data in 2016 in Canada. And that between April and June of 2020, we saw, for example, a 58% increase uh, in opioid overdose deaths in Canada compared to January to March of that year, so right before COVID. So it's important for people to understand that Right now, we're, as I say, laser-focused on COVID, as we should be, but we're seeing far more deaths in Canada associated with opioid overdose uh, at this point than we are with COVID, and that's only growing uh, during the pandemic, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, every month, right, maybe once a month, we would get the new numbers of how many people have died as a result of an opioid overdose, and the numbers are, are, are... you know, really shocking to look at every single time they come out. But at the same point in time, you know, throughout this pandemic, it's like a record month after record month after record month of opioid overdose deaths started to become a little bit numb to these when I see the stats come out. And it's a real problem. Um, So I guess with that kind of being said and talking about the opioid crisis that we're dealing with, how important is this research? And what do you think can be done with this now that this study has been completed? Well, I think that this study, along with uh, research that's being done by the BC Center for Substance Use in Vancouver and other groups, certainly suggests that um, that cannabis can play a role in reducing the impact of the opioid overdose crisis in Canada and around the world. I think that there's a lot of uh, key facets or key ways that it could help. First of all, if physicians who are treating chronic pain can have another tool in their tool belt other than opioids, by starting patients on medical cannabis rather than ever going down an opioid route, um, and if they can successfully treat pain that way, then certainly we can uh, really interrupt the opioid overdose cycle, which often starts with uh, you know well-meaning prescriptions for opioids for short-term use that leads to a dependence that leads to users 
um, being impacted once uh, once that prescription ends and having to buy from a contaminated drug supply and ultimately and sadly all too often leads to overdose because of the fentanyl and carfentanil that are contaminating that supply. So if we don't go down to the root of using opioids in the first place in the treatment of pain, we don't have to worry about that cycle getting worse. Secondly, for those who are using opioids already um, and are seeing their doctor because those dosages are just not giving them the pain relief that they used to because they've become uh, 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 because they've, they've, they've developed a tolerance to the opioids, instead of upping the prescription of opioids, if you can add cannabis as an adjunct treatment instead, then once again, you can interrupt the cycle of moving further into the opioid uh, abuse and then opioid overdose kind of uh, uh, possibilities. And thirdly, our, our colleagues at BCCSU that I just mentioned in Vancouver have found that uh, daily cannabis use is associated with a lower risk of street-involved uh, uh, substance users moving from uh, non-injection op opioid use to, to injection opioid use. So it seems to be prophylactic in stopping people from moving on to injection opioids where there's a much greater risk of disease transmission and overdose. And, and finally, there's some growing evidence that adding medical cannabis to the treatment for opioid dependence, which is uh, largely based on uh, methadone suboxone treatment as an opioid agonist uh, therapy, if you add cannabis, you can actually increase the success rate of that opioid agonist therapy. So you get better retention, uh, lower withdrawal, and better outcomes as a whole. So uh, in cases like that, if you can keep patients on methadone or suboxone instead of going to the contaminated drug supply, you can literally save lives. Philippe, this is really interesting stuff and really important work and, and, you know, this opioid crisis that we're dealing with. Anything that can help to sort of ease that, I think, is really, really critical. And I just wanted to ask you one more question before I let you go, because there's probably people out there who see this as a, maybe an isolated piece of work, right? This is a study that was very targeted and, and maybe you got the results that you were sort of searching for. But this actually builds on, you know, years of research. I believe the, the, the piece I was reading talks about how this kind of builds on 15 years worth of research that's already kind of been done in this area. That's correct. Over the last 20 years, there's been a consistent uh, publication of ecological data, so looking at population-level effects around legalization of medical or recreational cannabis use in the U.S. and subsequent reductions in opioid overdose deaths. We just saw a study come out just this week out of Toronto that looked at the impact of cannabis legalization here in Canada and the subsequent reduction in opioid prescribing rates just following our, 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 uh, uh, our October 2018 legalization of cannabis here in Canada. So it's very consistent with the growing body of research that suggests that certainly for patients, medical cannabis can often be a safer substitute for opioids. But there's also growing evidence that even the recreational access of cannabis uh, and legalizing or, or regulating the, the, the uh, recreational access or non-medical access of cannabis can reduce opioid uh, uh, deaths overall in Canada, the U.S., and around the world. Thank you so much for your time today, Philippe. Really appreciate this. It's very interesting stuff, and uh, I really thank you for your time today. Well, thanks a lot for the interest, and uh, we'll look forward to discussing this uh, again at a, at a later time, Jeff. Thanks for your time. 
This has been Cannabis, brought to you by The Lemonade Stand. Visit any of The Lemonade Stand's three locations for all your smoke needs. You can find them at 259 Tronkeel Road in Kamloops, 2013 Kilchenna Avenue in Merritt, 420 Trans-Canada Highway in Salmon Arm, or find them online at LemonadeStand420.com. The Lemonade Stand, the interior's favorite smoke shop. Let's get this party started. Your first stop should be the Lemonade Stand, Kamloops, Merritt, and Salmon Arms Premium Smoke and Vape Shops. Helping people smile seven days a week till 10 p.m. Next to adults on Tronquille Road.